from the Carter Subaru Studios, this is the Jack and Spike Show. Welcome back to the Jack and Spike Show. Washington cares if it survives could benefit people who retire elsewhere by ripping them off there as well. Yes. Is that, is that the idea? <laughs> that's what I'm editorializing. Strippers nice. are asking for rights, and I say, okay. And there's a hawk out there that's defeating my main mem- nemesis. The worst invention of all time, brought low by the mighty crested hawk that I have yet to read the name of. But we <laughs> shall discover it together. Nice. Before we get to all of that, though, Samuel Alito... Supreme Court Justice, he released a a decision. He renewed his criticisms of the Supreme Court's landmark decision recognizing the right to same-sex marriage. Now, if you're against same-sex marriage, I guess I have to say sorry for your bad arguments, but I understand why people might have it for religious reasons or whatever. Sure, But we don't live in a theocracy, so your arguments don't really matter. I'm very pro-gay marriage. I think that we should all have equal rights under the state. And I have yet to hear a convincing argument from anybody as to why the state should not recognize same-sex unions. Most of the arguments are basically trash. They're basically garbage. I've not heard a single good one. Not a single one. I've heard good arguments, but they're all based in religious beliefs, as you said. Those are not good arguments. Well, I I can understand that they are wholeheartedly felt by the people making them. I don't agree with them. I wholeheartedly believe that I should be a millionaire, but that doesn't make any difference. I think you have the right right to walk into a bank and make your beliefs known. Exactly. So what Samuel Alito's argument was, now if you're against gay marriage, you'll agree with me that this is is a bad argument. The, The effective argument that he's making, this is taken directly from his writings on this, is he says that people who oppose homosexuality will risk being unfairly labeled as bigots and treat it as such. Boo! You mean to tell me that if you have a bad you have a bad take on the state that someone might say something that hurts your fifis? Mm-hmm. That's a real strong legal argument because we all know that name calling is bad, right? We all know in this culture of free speech that we have that we don't want people to be labeled as being bigots unfairly because they want to use the state to cram down on other people's rights. I mean, who was, who was, we don't want to be labeled. Listen, no more name calling from the Supreme Court, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. We shall have no more, no more labeling out there. So if we're worried about passing laws because we're worried about people being called mean names, we should get, be getting rid of a lot of other laws too, right? I, I think it makes sense. You know, like, big. like yeah. you know, we should probably get rid of like child sex laws because calling somebody a pedo is hurtful. Hurts their feelings. Hurts their feelings, yeah, right? So sure we does. should probably get rid of those laws. This is a trash argument from Alito, and I have no idea why he would possibly think that this is in any way, shape, or form a valid argument when it comes against gay marriage. Ben Shapiro, uh, popular conservative commentator. He gives the fascist argument against gay marriage. Are you familiar with it? Uh, no, I do not uh, partake it's, in that. It's actually, for a guy who's incredibly intelligent, it's actually one of the stupidest arguments I've ever heard in my life. He says that the state has an obligation to promote say, or uh, 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 heterosexual couples because they're the only couples that can produce children, right? Okay. And so we okay. this, that the state should should sanctify that because that's what the state should be interested in. Right. But the problem with that is is that's the same argument framework-wise, fundamentally 
that what people make when they talk about universal health care, that the state has an obligation to promote healthy citizens. And thus, the state should be required to pay for my health care. Does that make sense? It does. I'm tracking where you're going with this. So when you say that the state has an obligation to promote something, you are then saying that the onus or the burden is on the state to fund that or promote that. Does right. that make to, sense? To make sure we keep the population so, right, up. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So Shapiro, because the Earth's population declines, giving me keeping me up at nights. Right. Exactly. Earth's running out of people. Right. Oh. So the, the Shapiro's argument is trash. I yeah. have not heard anybody ever make a good argument against gay gay marriage ever. Not, not one from a pragmatic standpoint, not one from a moral standpoint, not one from anything other than theology, which basically tells me that if we're making arguments from theology and if we're going to adhere to religious law, there's a lot of rule breakers out there and we need to start instituting some real good timey religious law. Okay. That's the same argument That's, that I was making yesterday. Yeah, I remember. We need to go back to that old time religion is what I'm saying. We got to get rid of this. We got to get women voting gone, right? Because oh, we're going to be theocrats is what I'm saying. Uh, women why having have women in public places? Why have, why why? have women vote? <laughs> Thank you, Laura. Thanks, Laura. Thanks, Laura. Laura agrees. Why? You know what I mean? I, this is what I'm saying. Is that women should, if a woman wants to speak to me, I, she should go to her husband first, and then she should talk, and then he should talk to me, right? We should just go back to old, because this is the problem with these theocrats, is that they don't understand, like, you can have your religious uh, uh, preferences. Mm -hmm. I don't, if you have a church and you don't want to do gay marriages, I don't want you to have no. to do it, but Agreed. let my church, which does do gay marriages, do it and get out of my business. That's all I want. I want everybody to leave each other alone. And what I get from theocrats like Ben Shapiro, like theocrats who are like, we should get rid of gay marriage. All I hear is I'm now making my business your business, which is about as anti-American as it gets. Do you know what I mean? I do. I hear exactly what you're saying. And, you know, I've got a child who's uh, in the LGBTQ plus community. What? Get out uh, of my studio. I do. <laughs> no, you're, you're right with, with truly religious backing of this show. So, but this is kind of symptomatic of this entire court. You know, that they. they I don't want to talk about the whole court. I know, I know, but I'll, I'll get back to the point of, of Justice Alito. You know, they, they come in and they want to take their, their beliefs and their ideology instead of just applying the rule of law, even handedly. They can't do that because just, I mean, they keep saying they want to revisit these erroneous decisions. Oh, like yeah. Like gay what marriage. A joke. Right? What a joke. Like they, like they did with Roe v. Wade. Like, like, right. like Thomas says he wants to do with contraceptives. Alito says that people who are opposed to homosexuality risk being unfairly labeled as bigots and treated like that. Gee, you know the definition of bigot, by the way? The definition, the, the Webster's Dictionary Diction. Uh, oh, this, is, of, this is good radio when you pull up the Webster's Dictionary definition. <laughs> well, it's people who are prejudiced against a group. Based on their uh, membership to a particular group of people. Yeah. So if you don't like homosexuality, like it or not, you're a bigot. Uh, you're, no, 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 no. It's it, uh, it's not. It's it's, it's you're you're a bigot. If, uh, you know, if, if your bigotry is based on your religious beliefs, I respect that. Uh, but I mean, but but by definition, your belief that this group no, you're against them because of who they are and what they believe. I in, disagree. That's with the the, I, I disagree with the definition. I think that you can be against gay marriage and not be a bigot. I, I believe that you can just say my my religious preferences. I don't believe in it. I don't I don't favor it. I don't want people to take part in it. It's against my religious beliefs. Right, but at the same time, I would say that in my in my definite of bigot is then you actually have to then go to the state and ask the state to impose its uh, you know authority over you as a free citizen in these fine United States. 
Right? That would be my version. That, that's that's fair. Because, it, but like at the same time, if somebody wants to be a bigot, I have no problem with people having opinions. I have no problem being people being anti-gay, anti-trans. I don't really care. It doesn't make any difference to me whatsoever. My request is don't use the the heavy arm of the state against gay people or against trans people because then you're no better than any other fascist on the right or the gotcha. left. If you hold a belief in your head, even if you don't act on it. Yeah, fine. That's still fine. a bigoted belief. Right? I, yeah, it doesn't make any difference that's, that's to me. All, that's what I'm saying. Right. I'm saying if you okay. want to be a bigot, you can be a bigot all day long. You can long. have bigoted beliefs until you act on it and try to impo- inf- you know, interfere with somebody else's life. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think like maybe taking away their rights to have a marriage, Mr. Uh, Justice Alito. Uh, but this is what I'm saying, man, is that I'm not the thought police. I don't like the thought police. I don't think that we should be policing the way that people think about things things. I think we should criticize them and make fun of them and call them, you know, idiots in the case I'm not supposed to call people names. No, no, I'm no, sorry. No, no, no. I'm just going by the, de- but, defin- uh, what the I, definition what, of idiot by the way. What no, I, okay. what I, but what I do think that we should call out is when people say I insist on using government to push through my religious preferences or whatever it might mm-hmm. be. So Spike desperately wanted to talk about the Washington Cares Fund even though I didn't want to talk about it. Because this story, I find it to be wholeheartedly, I just find this to be so boring. Basically, the idea is that if Washington Cares is still around, if people don't vote away from it, you could take it to another state. Well, they're trying anything to keep this thing because it's going to go up to a vote. It's still it's still being considered by the state legislature Trash. to be put on a ballot this November to decide whether or not we want to be forcibly required to pay into a retirement fund. Trash. And, and now what they're saying is, well, wait a minute. If, if you pay into it and you leave the state, you can take it with you. Hey. You can, you can take it to Arizona. Yeah, you can if take you this want to go bad to boy with the you. Sun Valley. If that's where you want to go when you retire. You, you can, can take, take that you. whole $36,000 with you anywhere you go if you want. I mean, it's, it was, what, what, you were, what was the cost? Of the, it's, it's a couple months at a, at a retirement home, at a, at a, at a yeah. assisted living home. That's, yeah. thirty-six k is not a lot of money. It might no. be enough to buy a, a nice trailer in Arizona and spend the rest of your days cooking in the sun. <laughs> right. Right? Well, the problem is that not enough people are, I don't want to, don't want to be pejorative, not a lot of people save for their future because a lot of people don't have the means to save. They don't have a budget that can give them 5% a month to put toward your retirement. A lot of people are living paycheck to paycheck and can't even afford to retire. Right. So this but, is, but this is a, it, it's just a bad program in general. I'm with and, you there. And if Inslee had done the thing where he said, we're going to take your, your money and we're going to put it into an appreciating fund so it grows. Mm-hmm. So by the time you do retire, you've got $250,000 for right. your end of life, right. so on and so forth. That would have been very big brain. But unfortunately, Mr. Big and Tall didn't think about that. And so now we're ending up with a, a flat rate, $3,600, $500. Thirty grand. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, to me, it's just a disaster of a program, and that's why they're going to lose it. It's a good idea at its core to say we need a fund for people for end-of-life care. That's a great idea. Yeah. The implic- or the the rollout of it and the, the way that it's drafted. Yeah, poorly designed. Is trash. Yeah. As I have said many times today. Laura, can we just get a trash drop at this point in time so I can just, I don't I can stop saying trash? Because I, I didn't sleep very much last night and my vocabulary when I don't sleep, it becomes very small. And so I just stick to calling things trash because I don't like them. Because it's objectively trash. Yeah, but what if it fits? It fits so well. <laughs> I know. You can't not use it because use it. It, it, it fits. It, it does kind of work for everything. It's the club that works. <laughs> well, that, but also, this is, I. all I do is walk around all day with good ideas. That's all I do. I have big brain ideas and I fix problems. Just in passing. 
I have forgotten better ideas than most people will ever have in their lives. Do you know what I mean? I do. I am a veritable genius. And then what gets shoved in my face is garbage, like the Washington cares, whatever fund. And I have to say to myself, why didn't you put it in an appreciating fund? Why didn't you back it like a pension plan so it accrues interest over time and people can have more money? I had that thought making eggs years ago. Just thinking to myself, well, wouldn't it make more sense? And I'm not only am I making eggs, but I'm also listening to like Sam Cooke or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about all kinds of stuff. Did and you this, call anybody with that great idea? Nope, Jeff? just floats into my brain, and I think to myself, <sighs> well, that's a good idea. And yet, and yet, for some reason, the people that get elected to, elected to office, they go, well, we'll just throw it into a general fund and we'll cap it at thirty six thousand dollars. Just hide it under your mattress, Mister Ensley. Right, exactly. That's Gee, just as good. Well, just bury it in the backyard in pickle jars. All right. Uh, so one of the things I wanted to get to, I don't strippers want rights. Everybody that's fine. Hooray for them. <laughs> Great. Right. I appreciate it. I hope you have a good time with your it's, it, yeah. your, your decision to use what what attributes God gave you to help uh, provide for yourself and your family. I don't I personally do. this is just my belief on this. I think if you want to be a stripper, mm-hmm. you go ahead and you could, or a scripper, as some people like to say, if we're in the South. Okay. Or an accountant, as some people like to say on TikTok. Is that what they call themselves? <laughs> yeah, so you don't get like banned. Okay. Kind of, yeah. Oh, wow. If, if that's what you want to do, that's fine. I would recommend, though, that people don't do that, right? So if a woman came to me, sure. let us just say that she's 25 years old and she said, I've been scripping for the last five years or whatever, mm-hmm. and I make a ton of money doing it, I would say, young lady, don't you think that you could take all that money and maybe get into a JC, get a nice community college, to transfer to a four-year? Hey, t- take courses online at your on your own timetable, and I'm just saying you could be you know between dance sets, you, you could be you, getting your degree. That's what I'm young ladies. What I would because I'm now old. Young yeah. ladies, what I would say. Little, little miss. A little miss. What? Don't you think that it might be a good idea? That's that's just her name. It's <laughs> <laughs> working hard for you up there. Listen. I know your real name isn't Aubrey, okay? I know this. I, your, your, your name is not it's Tiffany. It's Drake. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you, can, you can do something else with your life other than petitioning now for whatever rights you want. And I just, for me, I, I just think that as Americans, there is a bizarre fixation that we have on sex work and we need to not have it. You know something? Well, yeah. We've also got a very prudish point of view to people who... You know, find that to be the fastest track to to independence, and 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 financial stability. Sure, but I mean, I there's something about, and I'm not saying that strippers aren't dignified, but what I'm saying is that you they, don't want your kid to be one. No, I, don't want I my certainly kid to no, be one. I certainly do not. And and what I would want for women or for men out there is to say, take that talent that you have, that artistic talent and that artistic drive, and put it into something that's a little bit more nourishing, soul nourishing. Mm-hmm. You ever hear about people who they work for decades as a lawyer and then like, oh, I got a great story for you. Sophomore year of high school, the woman who was supposed to teach my biology class turns out like a week before the school year starts, got to get a double hip replacement. Wow. She's going to be out for months. Oh, wow. So they put out, we need a substitute teacher. And there was this guy out there, we'll call him Mr. S, but Mr. S was a corporate lawyer who got burnt out on helping developers rape and pillage the land. So he said, I'm going to take a break from law and I'm going to become a substitute teacher. Now he comes in with basically no experience on how to teach high school kids because he was subbing at a community college in law classes. And now he comes in to teach biology to a bunch of sophomores. This guy 
who had spent decades in corporate legal, who had his soul destroyed, found it again, working with children. And by the time that the regular biology teacher came in, he was begging to be hired full time, applied, and now to this day still teaches at my old high school. Point being is that people think there is one career that, oh, I'm going to make all this money and I'm going to be totally taken care of financially. And it is soul destroying. And then all of a sudden they, they, but they may not realize it for five years, six years or whatever it is. Right. And then eventually they can segue and take that skill set. He had a desire to help. That's why he got into law. It was perverted and distorted. He then found his way back to Jesus, teaching little kids about the magic of biology and watching me stare at him with my mouth open from the back of the class. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad it worked <laughs> right? out for you. So that's my thought on that. Finally, there's an endangered hawk species that has finally brought down the wind farm menace. Now, for those of you who don't know, wind turbines are my ultimate I don't like. They give me the ick. Because they are giga cringe. Okay. For a number of reasons. Mostly because they kill birds. It's a, basically a slaughterhouse for migratory birds. Have you ever seen the the, the research on this, Spike? It I, is I, millions I of birds. I haven't. Um, I See, I... I'm a big green energy guy. Okay. You know that, okay. right? Yeah. I, I, you brought me around that they shouldn't be in the off the shores. Right. Because the, the the sound that they produce on a constant basis. They cause the whales is, to go insane. They really It really is detrimental to marine life. Right. And, that, and I'm, I'm not for detrimental to, to wildlife. So I didn't realize that the numbers were so high that they were just wiping out bird Millions. Flocks. Really? Congratulations, birds. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jay. Thank you, Andrew. Oh, my so, uh, I was going to say thank you, Joe Biden, but I'm going to credit Andrew with that. The Ferruginous hawk nice job. has now defeated the wind farm menace because the wind farm that was supposed to be built, which could be the largest in the, I think it was mm-hmm. in the state, maybe in the country. Yeah, over in eastern Washington. Can't do it anymore thanks to this little winged creature that's saving us from the wind farm menace. And I am happy, happy, happy about it. Congratulations, Bird. Yes, sir. Thank you, you Mr. You were President. around for the spotted owl uh, period of, of Washington state history where we stopped forestry because the, the inhabitants, the habitat of the spotted owl Right. was deemed more important than uh, economic growth in the forest industry, and we're here we are again. Like I told the story to Jacob the other day, birds, how do they know? They fix mm. everything. <laughs> Wind well, farms. Well done, Hawk. They well get done. rid of goats. You ever see that, <laughs> no. that bald eagle picking up a goat, throwing it off the side of a cliff? <laughs> no. Goat owed him money. They, they, you know, you borrow, you pay. It's how it goes. Birds solve all problems. Why do you think the football team is called the Seahawks? Yeah. Exactly my point. the hole in my heart. We'll take a really quick break. When we get back, opinion piece was written a couple weeks ago, but it still applies today. Is polyamory the future? And Spike said, I didn't take remedial math. <laughs> no, I did not. I was never good with numbers. So we'll do a little boomer to zoomer when we get back right after this. goes from boomer to zoomer that's right we try to update mr o'neill on cultural trends how things are changing because spike's got a young child and often when they speak to him it's he needs an interpreter who he pays me to come in it's 75 dollars an hour money well spent by the way i have never understood more spike's child uses zoomerisms at spike and then i interpret them on his behalf generally it always just kind of boils down to i need more money Generally? Yeah, pretty much. That's pretty much it. <laughs> so polyamory is on the rise, and some people might be saying, well, what is polyamory? And if we all understand our Latin, poly, meaning many or variable, and uh, amory or amorous, meaning love. Oh. 
So that's okay. what that means. Okay. Spike. All right. Well, that's our segment, everybody. There you go. Boomers. Are, po- no. po- polyamory. Yes. I thought it was about planes and angles, and kind of it is. It kind of is. Yeah. yeah. So polyamory is this idea that you have a partner, and that partner has partners, and you have partners, and then you have a what is called a polycule, which is a group of people who understand that their various partners have partners. And that you, it's so it's different from an open relationship, right? Because it's totally consensual, and everything is negotiated, and and yet at the and, same and time, and long, multiple long term, multiple long term relationships, not just a one off, which yes. is what an open would mean. And I have, yeah, and I have many friends who are in polycules, or they are poly, really? and they have had partners for ten years, fifteen multiple? years. It's simultaneous. I, I know a friend of mine. She's got a husband who she loves very much. Got a boyfriend on the side. You know what I'm talking about. And she's totally, totally fine with it. Right now, her boyfriend, by the way, he also has a boyfriend and he has a girlfriend. And that's what we that's call just it. greedy. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, that's just greedy. <laughs> Wait, but, Some people in the world can't find this one another because you've got three. R- well, that's the thing, though, is that these are people who they love each other very much. They're very intimate and very deep relationships. These aren't people who are just going out for one night stands. Right. That is not polyamory. Polyamory is the understanding that these are meaningful connections that you form with other people. And the psychology behind it is that all too often people feel as if one person cannot meet all of their needs, whether those are physical needs. You guys know what I'm talking about. You maybe or well, that's pretty loud. Or some people like it loud. <laughs> some people don't. Or, or well, to illustrate in other <laughs> or in other cases, their emotional needs, mm-hmm. or they are whatever it might be. And we're not keep on. We're not also we're not talking about sugar daddies here, or sugar mamas. We're not talking about those kinds of weird. We're talking about people actually getting their emotional, physical, psychological needs met by other people because that one single person simply cannot do it for them. Um, you know, I, I've got friends in our history, our our, you know, our community. I should say, Melissa and I, and the truly unpleasant. Oh, Mrs. you guys are Polly. I no, didn't no, no, know no, 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 Spike. No, no. That's I amazing. Mean, Why is my audio so loud all of a sudden, Andrew? This is an exciting topic for you, I guess. <laughs> Andrew, what's going on with my drops? Why are they <laughs> ten times louder than they should be? It doesn't so, matter. Sorry, actually, so, I, I fixed it. I, I was, I we was we, we have friends who have tried to live this way. Okay. And what we have found, and I don't know what people's dynamics are, it never seen it. The the experiences and examples I have in our history, mm-hmm. uh, and Melissa and I, this this is not us we're talking about. We're talking about good friends. Oh sure, Spike. No, I understand. Are you talking about like swingers? Or, that's swingers. Yeah. Swingers is different though, Spike. No, I'm I'm not saying. I know. I understand that. Mm-hmm. It didn't work out. Was my point for my friends who mm-hmm. thought they could be have multiple serious relationships with? It, it seems that they were. Uh, from what I was told by my friend who lost his significant other, mm-hmm. it, it, was, it, it felt like a betrayal. It felt like they, they were, there was a sense of inadequacy on his part because oh, so she had to have problem. Yeah, because she had to have someone else that fulfilled the, the things that he didn't bring to the table, well, and it didn't work out. I, but but look, can I really? Yeah. Look, insecurity in a relationship is it, uh, especially unaddressed insecurity, right? is the most toxic. And so one of the things that many of my successful poly friends have navigated is that insecurity because it forces you to be communicative with your partner. And some people can't handle that because they want a mommy or a daddy to assuage their insecurity rather than a partner 
who will help them address that insecurity. So I'll give you a really quick example. Friend of mine, Polly Guy, he's got a couple of girlfriends. Mm-hmm. He, when he had his one girlfriend and he started dating this other girl, girlfriend number one had some insecurities come up. Yeah, started feeling so. really yeah. jealous. Not enough. I'm not enough. And, yeah. Yeah, and so she says to him, I don't feel good. It makes me feel bad. So he says, what if I called you? What if I called you like the, the after the date? Or what if I called you the next morning? And and for no no matter what, we have a conversation on the phone. And she said, I guess we could try that. And now you know what their routine is? Five years later, after he has a date with his other girlfriend. She's got half his stuff now. <laughs> got that worked out? No, they, they have that system set up where mm-hmm. they touch base with each other. And it is such a healthy communication and a reaffirmation of the love between them. And I think that's a very special thing. Now, is it for everybody? No. 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 Not. Yeah. But for some people, it works really well. Laura, you're much younger than I am. Do you have any poly friends? Do you have any polys out there? Mm, I No, I don't. But and you yourself have never engaged in no, polyamory. I haven't. Why is that? Is it? Is it? An, you have a you have a thing. I don't where know. Like, I went to liberal arts college. Oh like, yeah, you, you do. Well, yeah. well within the realm. <laughs> so is it? Is hey, a guy named Sam from DC texted in. This is the downfall of American society. Exactly. Thanks, Justice. Thanks for reaching in. So, but is it that is? Does Fernando? Is he all? He's. I mean, he's a Spanish guitar player yeah and flautist from what i understand and an arborist and an arborist built like thor yeah, yeah. he's got he's got this big thick luscious black hair right does it so for you you don't need because he comes to you and he says my love you said it says. not me right? <laughs> <laughs> so he says my love i could never meet and i could never be, never be anyone but no, no one but you is what he says right that's the way that works mm-hmm. So oh, yeah. people, this is so weird. I talk, I talk to poly people all the time. So this is not awkward for me. But looking at you guys, you guys are feeling real weird about this right now. Well, it's funny. It's it seems like it's it's generational. I mean, yeah, uh, the poly the, people I know are in their thirties and forties. Well, that's okay, and I'm not. I'm my kids are. So right. you see what I'm saying right, it's right, generational. Right, right. It seems right. to be more open minded, right, and more accepting of different ways to be happy and different things that make a family or a relationship. Sure. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. yeah. My you know. understanding of polyamory is that it can be the absolute healthiest thing in the world if it's working correctly and it can be one of the most abusive dynamics yes, yes. and if it's if it's it can be used as a cover for the most toxic relationship that you've absolutely ever been in. yeah like if someone comes to you and they think that being poly means that they are in an open relationship that's wrong that's someone who's a, an abuser right. well to so. your point communication is the key to everything right yeah and generally polycules tend to be pretty tight-knit they tend not to be strangers, right? Because of the danger that is with that, right? Okay, that can yeah, come with yeah. that. I, can, I can't so fathom. It, it tends to be everybody's on the same page about where the polycule begins. And the page and is ends. a fold out, three page fold out. <laughs> yeah, so you get everybody on the same page. Yeah, it's like Washington's family tree. Yeah, you know what oof. I mean? You just keep unfolding and unfolding and unfolding <laughs> and unfolding. And eventually it's Obama is related to <laughs> what? President Washington. Whoa. What? We'll take a really quick break when we get back. What are we going to talk about when we get back, Spike? Oh, let me see here what we got for. Oh, this is going to be fun. I don't know. Oh, Billy upset me. <laughs> Billy upset me deeply. Well, yeah, I was going to say, because we were going to talk about airline love, baggage. Oh, we'll talk things. about that too. Yeah, I, but I, want to, I want to hear about what happened with you and Billy because it's an important relationship to me having more than one, you know, one air partner. <laughs> it's all about communication. All right. Well, we'll talk about it when we get back right after this. All right. So. Let's talk about Billy Sunshine for like two seconds. Okay. Because Billy did, Billy, I love Billy. Billy and I have been friends for many, many years. I did not speak to Billy for about a calendar year because he irritated me so deeply. 
But then I, for whatever reason, called Billy because I was done being mad at him. Good. I'm glad you did. <laughs> right, I, so I think he's a wonderful addition. I have known Billy for, I want to say, six or seven years. And Billy is a special person in my mind because okay. Billy is a wise man. He is a generous man. When I needed to get my tooth removed and I was flat broke. Did I had it a, himself, huh? I had <laughs> pair of pliers. I know. Friends will do that for I you. I had a dental abscess. Wow. I had to Ooh. get it removed. It was an emergency. Billy paid for it. No kidding. And he told me I could pay him back whenever. Nice. And then he proceeded to ask me for that money every week for the next year until <laughs> I paid him back. But that's besides the point. Billy is a good human being. He taught you the gift of accountability. Exactly. The only problem with Billy is that he gets under my skin. There is no human being on this planet who can get under my skin faster than Billy Sunshine. Interesting. He can do it with a nonverbal disagreement or a, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Yeah, I've got friends like that. If I'm speaking to Billy on the phone and I say something and I hear him scoff, I go from, it's like zero to 10. You know what I mean? But at the same time. I love Billy. Now yeah. I will scream at Billy. I will yell at Billy. And then I will hang up on Billy as I've done many times. <laughs> Fair enough. And then I will call Billy back 15 minutes later and it's all good. You right. Know, I, I just got the, to meet Billy and get to know Billy as we're on air with you, with the I'm audience. Sorry. I feel right? bad. for No, you. no, no, no. It's, it's Billy's the kind of person. And I'm only from our limited, in, uh, you know, involvement. He's a lie. He's lying to you. He's trying to impress <laughs> you to get to me. I, I feel like I've known him my whole life. He's that guy. He's that he's guy. That, that's what I'm saying. He's yeah. that kind of guy. He brings a life experience. Um, and a point of view that I've, I've, I've known so many people like him, yeah, but not to the level he brings it. Yeah. Billy's the kind of guy, he, Billy's the kind of guy, he's, he's the kind of guy that invites the waiter to sit down at the table and talk. You know Absolutely. what I mean? He's that I know, kind of guy. I know the guy. Yes. So Billy does this thing that got right under my skin. And the reason I bring this up is because I think this is a habit that many people have and it's a good, it's a good idea to not do it. So I do this in all, in all, in, in hopes of educating people. Okay. Which is that when people make an assumption about your motivations, it's annoying, right? Rather than asking about it or inquiring about it, they make an assumption about your motivation. So, for example, you and I get it all the time, like when we have Dr. Z on mm-hmm. and people go, how much is Big Pharma paying you? Right. When, when it, Dr. Z volunteers his time to come on from his busy clinic days to talk about whatever. Right. People Out go, of generosity. Big Pharma. Big. Yeah. And right. so Billy did this thing where he did the exact same thing that that person does, where he said, because we had to dump Billy earlier in the day because he used his word. He got colorful. Got a little colorful. Got a little passionate. We were talking about Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. And so Billy being the rational human being that he is, he, uh, he, he said some things about former President Trump that simply were not true. And so I corrected him on that. And Billy has held this idea in his mind for many, many years that I am pro-Trump. And for whatever reason, he won't drop it. No matter how many times I tell him I, I did not vote for Donald Trump, okay. Billy thinks that I'm pro-Trump. It's like it just goes one ear and right yeah. out the other one. Yeah. So he says this. He says, I love the way you use me. It's so smart. You're afraid to be totally anti-Trump because you're afraid of your audience and your bosses, so you let me do it. So smart. Now, not only does that impugn my character, but that also says that I would be willing to lie for strangers and my bosses. Now, if you know me, neither of those things are true. And quite frankly, I would get a lot less hate mail if I was pro-Trump. But Billy makes that assumption, and this is something that a lot of people do. They they do this thing where they, they look at your motivation mm-hmm. rather than inquire, and people would do well to inquire rather than to ascribe meaning 
from action. Yeah, that's good. That is the piece of advice that I want to give everybody, right? It's yeah. It can be anything. So you like, give an example. Your husband forgets to take the garbage out. People immediately ascribe meaning to action. And they say, you didn't take the garbage out because you don't care, because you don't understand that I work such a hard day and I don't want to drag the trash cans out because I'm a nurse and I've been on my feet all day, right? But what they should be doing is they should go in this, my love, did you forget to take the trash out? And the husband goes, oh, I did. Thank you. So I'll take it out right now. Do you see what I'm saying? Thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah. That's the way that human beings should be. Now, that lesson will go right over Billy's head. And he will. <laughs> no, it won't. And he will no, never. Yeah, well, he will. will never retain that information because Stop he's a. picking on me. <laughs> Thanks, Bill. <laughs> because he's a free spirit. And you can't tell him what to do because he's a he's a millionaire who lives on the coast and who just watches CNN all day long. So anyway, you don't want him to change. That was a good hearts. show, yep. Andrew. A plus, buddy. Excellent job today. Nate Connors back at it again. Right Look, here, baby. What is that? Is that a tailored polo guy? It is fresh. To My initials death. on the sleeve. Looking good, Laura Scott. Thank you so much. A plus. Spike, I gave you a solid C, C plus today. Thanks, right on the, I'd say nice seventy six percent average today. Thanks. Well, I know you're great on the curve, and I appreciate that. <laughs> The rest of you guys lift me up. You're the wind beneath my wings. Here's the quote of the day. Nice shooting, son. What's your name? Brought to you by Shivas Regal. Shivas <laughs> Regal. It's for work. <laughs> <laughs> Hypothetically, we're not drinking on the job.